Welcome Hi. back to Film Posers for Boricuas, ranting, raving, and reviewing cinema. Today we'll be talking about the worst of the worst, and our moderator will be Juan Mojica. Take it away. Buenas. Well, we've seen the good, we've seen the mediocre, and today we're going to talk to you about the atrocious. That's right. It's time to talk about the films that gave us nightmares to think about and have had us mo- had us for a moment give up hope on cinema. We will be discussing three of our worst films of all time. And afterwards, we'll mention top five of the worst things we've seen this year. To kick us off, we're going to start with my picks for three of the worst films of all time. First up, The Last Airbender (laughs) by M. Night Shyamalan. (laughs) You know, as a teenager, I didn't know what the phrase cinematic disgrace was. (laughs) Until I saw this movie. I mean, does that movie exist if it's not in a worst films list? Honestly, I feel like it's it's a staple on everyone's worst films list. I mean... With M. Night Shyamalan doing this, you can fuck up your whole career. That's fine. But you do not take something sacred like Avatar The Last Airbender and ruin it. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. that it came out. I don't know if anyone remembers with that god-awful 3D that they were hyping it so much. And it was literally nothing. It was in 3D? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Okay, so I saw it when somebody so before it got remodeled into the new bougie experience. <laughs> at, because of a summer camp because I made the wrong decision of choosing what movie I wanted to see mm-hmm. but I ended up realizing that was one of the first films I hated as a child <laughs> and it's just stuck all these years I feel like it's a trauma for everyone and even now that the series is now on Netflix and people that hadn't seen it before are now experiencing it for the first time and then they watch the movie because it's also on Netflix I feel like people, a new generation is being traumatized <laughs> By that movie. I mean, I love moments of my life where I forget this movie exists. Just like Def Patel. If you who have spared yourselves, don't be curious about watching this version <laughs> of The Last Airbender. <laughs> Stick with quality. Just rewatch it on a Netflix near you. <laughs> exactly. Rewatch the series. Rewatch The Legend of Korra, which will be on Netflix August 14th. Yes. yes. That's what you have to do. What's your next Moving pick? On. <laughs> Thank you. My next pick is... um. Flatliners, the remake starring Ellen Page from 2017. So I'm I'm mentioning this because, you know, when I saw this, I had just survived Hurricanes Irma and Maria. And this was the first film I saw after that horrific event with my best friend in Montevideo. I am so sorry, Juan. And this film possibly worsened my already existing depression. It was terrible across the board. I think this was actually as entertaining as actually flatlining. <laughs> it was so it was so bad. Like I didn't know if I was rooting for whatever was trying to kill them or for the med school that was trying to get them kicked out. Like I didn't even know. I just honestly, if you're the whole everything they do in that movie, I haven't seen it because I'm just Did you see the yes, trailer? Yes, exactly. I was like You saw the movie. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I'm like, why are you doing this? And that was enough for me to be like, no. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna spoil the ending because it's too obvious. But what I will say is thankfully, my friend, my best friend and I were like, listen, we're doing a double feature after this. We're going to go see Happy Death Day. And Happy Death Day helped me ruin, take away the pain yeah, happy, from Flatliners. Yeah, happy Death Day really was a surprise release because so many people genuinely appreciate it. Yeah. I do every day. Yeah, I'm someone who roots for the third one to come out every day <laughs> and make it my horror Back to the Future trilogy. That's what I want in my life. Yeah, which um, Happy Death Day, a clip made it into Anna's film edit, right? In promo. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Women in horror. Yes. We love to see it. If you guys haven't seen, you just go to my she Twitter. Did, she did a really good job, and <laughs> you should watch it as part of an appreciation comments. for the good for her cinematic universe. Yes. 
we love that universe. <laughs> and I would like to we end it by saying, Ellen Page, <laughs> sweetie, I'm so sorry. Diego Luna, I'm so sorry. Nina Dobrev, I'm so sorry. And now my final choice for worst of all time is what I consider to be perhaps the worst comic book movie I have ever seen. It's a film called X-Men Origins Wolverine. (laughs) I thankfully have this film deleted from my memory since I haven't watched it since 2009. And I thankfully forget how this film treated Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, which should be considered a crime on every level. Including having to go to the Supreme Court to explain their actions. <laughs> and the th- sad the sad part is what they did to Deadpool is not the worst thing about this movie. I still can't believe Hugh Jackman agreed to do this, but you know, I guess rent was due. Broadway wasn't calling yet, so I you know, I guess he had to take the check. It was it's not like when you say the it's worst comic movie. It's not movie, horrible. If you ask so me what's not. the worst comic movie I've ever seen, it's going to be Daredevil with Ben Affleck. No, 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 no. How dare? No, 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 no. X Men Apocalypse. The Leo's. This. Oh God, that movie oh. was so bad. Exactly. I mean, it's. But like, I feel like because Daredevil is definitely a story that has had that has a lot of potential, and then they did that movie. And I'm just so glad you didn't say Electro. God, Electro was so bad too. Oh, hey, God. hey, we, hey! We actually respect. So, what about Catwoman? Like, okay, <laughs> Catwoman. We, okay, hey, I love Catwoman. I we respect like Catwoman it, in this household. Daredevil is not the Netflix show. The <laughs> Netflix show is easily one of the best comic book adaptations ever. But the movie starring Ben Affleck. No. no, that was horrible. But come on, take, I like take into consideration that I'm literally oh. saying that X Men Apocalypse is one of the worst movies, and it has Oscar Isaac. That takes a I lot. Knew, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew it you were going to lot. say that. It's Oscar. and that's still those are my picks for worst of all my three worst of all time. Some of mine, Josie. What are some of yours? So. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna start with Spring Breakers. No. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you, Josie. Thank you, Josie, for being Excuse on my me? side. Thank you. I'm offended. <laughs> Harmony Corin did not go that hard for us for you <laughs> to say that. I never finished it. I saw it when it came out. No. And. Yeah, I'm going to keep this short because I've never finished it because it was just that bad for me. I just couldn't get into it. I I, I still can't believe it's an A24 film. Yeah. Um, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so you haven't seen Thank this you. cinematic poem. Singing <laughs> every time. Yes, I did. <laughs> and to fix your comment, that it is, is the A24 film. <laughs> It is the reason I learned about A24. I mean, it was her first film. And the right one. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. It's my thing is that I like I saw when it came out, right? Um, and this was, I just, <laughs> oh. so he, the thing about that movie is that it was supposed to be a platform to like get rid of the cookie cutter image that some of these actresses had. And I just, I felt like they were trying too hard. So that just, turn me away from it it just it didn't feel genuine and didn't feel natural maybe if i saw it right now with new eyes and an appreciation okay. for what a24 strives to do maybe i might like that i feel that because yeah okay <laughs> it's more with the director in a mm-hmm. sense because he has done okay. other films that are like kind of crazy like trash humpers or like we don't even know what the fuck is happening like the beach bum I yes. feel that it's kind of like a character for okay. Like- um, <laughs> the second one is almost famous, which I <laughs> wow, minor controversial. Aww. So I know a lot of people like almost famous, and I'm I'm gonna yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna keep this one short too. <laughs> it was going I I I could I was okay. It was a solid three to four stars until this one scene when he's in a bedroom alone with her 
And he just says, you won't remember this in the morning. And he just kisses her. And I'm like, nope, I'm out. Oh, I forgot about that scene. Yeah. I just felt... (laughs) Honestly, I was watching it for Kate Hudson. Yeah. I've never seen it. She was great. But then that scene, and just also because you see what she goes through and how she's manipulated and how broken she is. And he's honestly just taking advantage of that because he wants to have experiences and feel like this great person i don't know like he has goals that don't put her like health and everything in perspective and just that line like i'll never forget you won't remember this in the morning i'm like no 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 now i feel like i just liked it for kate hudson (laughs) If you, it kind of gives off that Daisy Jones and the Six vibe, so I'm just going to say read Daisy Jones and the Six and wait for the TV show <laughs> instead of watching this. Okay, and my final worst of all time is uh, the Dirty Dancing remake. <laughs> <laughs> From it, 2017, right? Yes. 2017, yes. yes. <sighs> okay, so Gabrielle always likes to tell the story, so I'm just going to tell it very quickly. I was watching Dirty Dancing because I'd wanted to watch Dirty Dancing. I I, I just, I, I, for a while I was like, yes, and then they finally put it on Amazon Prime. And then I remember just telling her, you know what, it would be nice to see this story with people of color, like black, indigenous people of color, and then, like in a remake. And she's like, there is a remake. And as any sane person would assume, they'd be like, no, that's a sequel. It's Havana Nights. No, there's the remake. Yeah. It is and bad. I ruined her life. I don't think she has forgiven me yet. <laughs> it's so bad. The only thing that they did well was that they fixed the age difference between them. She's no longer underage, so it feels... um. That's the only thing. The remake was just so poor. And the end, I'm not even going to talk. Let's move on. Okay, who's next? <laughs> um, <laughs> Anna. Okay. <laughs> so I only pick one movie, but there's a lot to say <laughs> with this film. It all started with Shane Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> so throughout the month of June, he was very yeah. problematic. If you guys don't know, just check like the videos on YouTube. The point is, he actually made a film for a series on stars that's called The Chair. That it's about they put two directors on the and they document their process of making a film, and they have to do the same story but their own way. It was like a contest. And, oh boy. <laughs> And he won. Yeah. It, it, it was. It because was. of his audience. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. <laughs> I got so triggered throughout the whole film. It was so bad. It is misogynistic. It is racist. <laughs> they do all kinds of jokes. I was so surprised by the amount of bad, distasteful jokes. I mean, jokes let's give an did. example here. <laughs> no. Um, you see it in the trailer. Yeah. There's and no that's need, when... for example. Yeah, and they also, they, three times they did oh, God. three rape jokes in the whole movie. It was just very horrible. Um, I, I had to pause it a couple of times, honestly, because I just couldn't believe what I was seeing and how somebody could do yeah. this kind of like movie trying to be edgy there was this one part on the documentary like the whole series show that he was complaining because people didn't want to audition to this movie and one of the scenes that they say that no um, I don't want to do this this is horrible and he was like no this is my movie okay you don't get to choose <laughs> to leave okay and i was like what is this person and they were not gonna watch it again (laughs) horrible movie even if you want to watch it with people just don't it's it's a waste of if that's anna's take let's move on to gabriela oh boy (laughs) 
three of your worst films of all time. Okay, so the first one, I saw it last year for the first time, but it came out in 2015. And it is this movie that was actually recommended to me by Anna. And she said, oh, it's good. I, I like it. I think it's pretty decent. <laughs> and I watched it because I was embarking on, a, on an important <laughs> cinema, cinematographic experience that was Keanu Reeves' filmography, right? So, I watched it. And that movie is called Knock Knock. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> The posers know that I hate this movie with a passion and I find myself every, with oper- every chance I get to say how much I hate this movie. And now Keanu has like good movies, but he also has some shit. He has done some shit and this movie is one of them. And basically what happens is that he has a lot of friends and he likes to help out his friends. So sometimes he will star in his friends' movies. You know, his name sells. But this movie and it it also stars Ana de Armas. Like just Ana de Armas is in this movie as well. And this movie is just very problematic. It just it's so problematic on so many ways. Like basically, Keanu plays this guy who stays. His family leaves for the weekend, and he stays at his house alone working. And then these two girls that are Ana de Armas and I forgot the other girl's name, I walk in and it's uh, raining. And they... yeah, that one. So they walk in and they're like, hi, can you help us? Like, we're lost. And he's being the good guy. He's like, yeah, sure. So he calls calls them a car and, you know, dries their clothes. And then the car arrives, but they, they don't get in. They just simply tie him up and beat him up and then rape him. Like, we're supposed... And these girls, like, they just basically fuck up his entire life. Like, they they, they ruin... Like his wife is an artist, they ruin all of her paintings and her sculptures. They kidnap his dog. Not the dog. So it's just it's so bad and it's just it's so problematic. Like it is basically an example of rape culture because they make it seem okay because it's being done to a guy when it is still rape, regardless. And it's just, I hate it so much. (laughs) And yeah, that's one of my... The next one is another movie that I also like to say how much I hate. And that is Autumn in New York. (laughs) Um, I thought I was going to like that movie. Because it stars the queen, Winona Ryder. And my aunt really likes that movie. And it's a romance movie, right? You can't go wrong with romances, right? Wrong. (laughs) This movie is also very problematic. You can tell that it was made in a time where they thought that this was okay when it it is not okay. Like, basically, it stars Winona Ryder, who by that time she was like in her 20s, and it stars Richard Gere. And basically, Richard Gere is this womanizer. And, you know, he has slept with, like, half the female population. And then he meets Winona Ryder, who is the daughter of a former girlfriend of his who died. So he falls in love with her because she looks like her mother, who was his girlfriend. (laughs) And I hate it. (laughs) It was present here. But, yeah, don't watch it. I hate it. Just watch another Winona Ryder movie. Literally anything else. So, the final movie that I have on my list is one that was recommended to me by a friend. So, you know that some artists have their passion projects. The biggest example of this is The Room by Tommy Wiseau. We all know The Room, right? 
it's a horrible movie that we all love. Well, this movie is called Love on a Leash. And I don't even know how to describe it. But it stars a dog. And this guy is basically like the shaggy dog. This guy gets turned into a dog. And then he sees this woman and he falls in love with her, but he's a dog. So it's just, it's so bad. Like, first of all, it's a really bad movie. Second of all, it was, you can tell that it, it was obviously made with no budget. So it's like very poorly made. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's just so bad. I just, I remember watching it for the first time and immediately after it ended, I watched the entire Matrix trilogy to forget about that movie. (laughs) Yeah, don't watch it. I think it was on Amazon Prime. That was where I saw it. Um, Don't. And now we'd like to take a moment to to thank one of our sponsors, Anchor. The easiest way to make a podcast. And we're back. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsor. So now, before we go, we would also like to mention our top five worst films and or show that we've seen so far this year. I'm going to start us off. And my number five is actually a TV show season. And it hurts me to put this one on the list, but... It's actually the worst TV season I've seen all year. And this includes the honorable mention that I'm sure Gabriela will remind me of, known as American Horror Story 1984 and Apocalypse. Yes. But the show that I felt was worse than that this season is called is Scream Season 3. I love Season 1. I love Season 2. And I am one of the many people who are upset that that cast from Seasons 1 and 2 didn't get their final season of Season 3. So what they did is they changed the entire cast. They rebooted the whole concept. They basically brought back uh, the movie killer, Ghostface, for the season. And they centered it in Atlanta. So, okay. I liked that they were going for representation angle. I liked that Queen Latifah was the producer on this. Um, I liked the two characters, Manny and Kim. Um, Kim's being Kiki Palmer's character. And her acting, I thought, was great. I thought those two would have been great in a movie of screen or with the cast from season two. I, again, I said I also like the return of Ghostface. But however, what I don't like is that this does not feel like Scream. It feels generic. There's nothing special about it. I guess the killer and the situation of the killer from episode one, I knew the twist, technically. The castings here are um, choices. I mean, Paris Jackson didn't do a terrible job, but she didn't have anything to do. She just felt like a wasted casting opportunity. And we're talking about season two, which started with Lele Pons. What? Yes, yes. Lele Pons was starting season two. But what they did with her actually made sense. (laughs) You had Tyga on this season. Yes, Tyga, the rapper. You had Tyler Posey, which again, I guess the Teen Wolf connection didn't go away. And a Viner called Nash Greer. Oh no. What? I told you I told you choices were made. Oh. It the whole thing is a letdown. I understood <laughs> why so many fans were against this season. They didn't I saw a lot of people didn't like it and I agree. I understood why it was delayed for so long. I mean, I didn't want to. Re- I wouldn't want to release it either. If this is how it ended up turning out. Um, I get it's a reboot. I get it's a whole new story, but it definitely falls short out of all the screen projects. There's even the flirting between two characters that is just so cringy. Like I'd put it on the level of after. After is horrible. I know. I hate to say it, but if it wouldn't be for the ghost face appearances, this is. Unfortunately, like Degrassi murder school. It, it's uh, no, just stick with seasons one and two of Scream if you're going to watch the show. If you want to check it out, it's on Netflix, but 
that that wasn't it for me. Next up, um, a movie called Dismissed, which I saw today. And let me start by saying that Dylan Sprouse deserves better than this. Okay, so basically, Dylan Sprouse is a transfer student to a high school, and he loves English class. He's all about it. He's super excited to be a part of it. He wants to be the best of the best. He wants to get A's because he wants to go to Harvard. And let me tell you, this fucking guy, this fucking character, for a fucking essay on Othello in high school, he wrote a fucking dissertation. It was bound. It was a fucking book. And he turned that in for his first essay to that professor. And that was high school? Yes. See how it doesn't make sense? And he literally was just like, he's like, he wanted an A. He turns, he's going to turn psycho, obviously, because he doesn't get an A. Like, all you had to do was give Dylan Sprouse an A, and none of this would have happened. All you needed to do, it, like, Remember the movie Obsessed from 2009? Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> Starring Beyonce. Who can forget? Okay, well, this film yeah. made that one look like a Best Picture winner. <laughs> like, oh my god, that movie. <laughs> I felt so bad for Dylan Sprouse by the end of it because I was like, he's trying so hard. Like, I can see it. He's trying. And you know what? It, he did his best. Like, I wish I could expel this film from my memory and I saw this today. Like, Lifetime doesn't even make thrillers as bad as this. And that says a lot. I do not recommend this at all. If you're curious, it's on Hulu. But don't. Uh, Next is... Oh, boy. Artemis Fowl. (laughs) I also saw this today. I guess those last two were to prepare for this episode. It's right now my pick for the worst film released from 2020. Um, what can I say about this that hasn't already been said? Uh, Artemis Fowl is, in fact, very foul. Let's see. The pros. There was only one thing I liked, which was the Ireland scenery at the beginning. Like, because I love Ireland and I've always wanted to visit. I was like, okay, that's that's nice. But I could also see this on Google. So what? where did it go wrong? Well, the acting, the script, the story, the editing, the narration, the directing... The fact that they spent $125 million on a budget for this. Which is probably why Mulan isn't just going to be sent right to Disney+. Plus. I'm going to blame Artemis Fowl for that. You know, for free. I believe this entire production deserves to be a huge contender for the Razzie Awards this year. I'm calling it. It is going to be for Worst Picture. It should be. But then I'm I'm realizing, like, could you imagine if people actually spent money to go see this in a theater... Imagine the chaos of what would have happened when they found out how terrible this is. E, and the worst thing of it all, how can you set this film up for a sequel when the first film fails the modern and important steps it takes to make a movie right? Like, it failed cinema. How? How? <laughs> like, no. Like, to quote Kim Kardashian, tragic. Second worst film of the year, you guessed it, after... Uh, that you saw it this year? Yeah, I saw it this year. Oh my god! Uh, so it counts for this year. I'm still surprised that wasn't nominated for any Razzie Awards, not even Worst Picture. I'm surprised, and I will only watch the sequel for one person, and that is because Dylan Sprouse is also a part of this. <laughs> even though man, I- this. The Sprouse twins have it tough now. I think we need to talk to their agents about the roles they're accepting. Yeah. That and another best friend of mine said we could watch it together and make fun of it at the same time. So maybe it won't be that bad. And so the worst film for me so far this year, I highly recommend no one watch this. It's called Absolutely Fabulous, the movie. No one has heard of this. It's a British comedy which I find hard to believe that it's considered a comedy. Like, this was literally so unfunny. I can't believe I sat through the whole thing. Like, there were so many transphobic jokes, racist jokes, constant fat shaming. Like, it's a big fucking yikes. It's so bad. Like, even Rebel Wilson ended up saying a transphobic joke in the movie, and I was like, Rebel, no. You're better than this. Although then I saw she did Cats, and I'm like, wait. 
Like someone on Letterboxd literally wrote a review saying they turned it off after the first 10 minutes and I should have listened and done the same. It, it's so bad, guys. It's so bad. Oh my god. I, I didn't even laugh. And this was based on a popular show, and I'm like, "What show?" It's little. It's called Absolutely Fabulous. It's a f- famous show? British comedy show. Um, it had a shitload of cameos too. You had a uh, Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones was in there. I don't yeah. know why. Um, I'm... Kate Moss. I mean, they're British. Yeah, this was. Oh, Chris Colfer was there. What? Chris Colfer did the Glee paycheck run out? Yes, and, and he played the stereotypical gay character. Oh, in the most... Okay, those are my five so far worst of the year. I'm pretty sure it's going to get worse. Who's to say? <laughs> Josie, what are some of yours? Okay, so let's start with Joker. I know it came out last <laughs> year, but I saw it this year, and... It's still valid. <laughs> so the next thing, okay, it's not the worst thing ever, but I brought it to this list because I haven't been seeing that many films this year so far, and the films that I've seen have haven't actually been the worst. So I bring in this TV show because it's not the worst thing ever, but it's something definitely need to be addressed, which is Down to Earth by Zac Efron. I, it's. What he's trying to do, there's value to it. Trying to bring attention onto sustainability, um, global warming, and all these things. But the way he approaches it sometimes lacks maturity. And oftentimes he approaches things from his worldview. And there are definitely some unchecked biases that come through his dialogue. And sometimes things just come off cheesy. Um I felt there was a lack of respect for certain things, certain moments, um, especially culture. And I don't, it definitely, it's not malicious. I just feel like he needs to check his privilege, which I feel like he's coming from this person, from, he comes, he approaches that show as this person trying to learn. But there are definitely some barriers there that I think he has to reevaluate. So. I don't know. I haven't seen the entirety of the show. I saw Iceland and Puerto Rico, and Puerto Rico left me disappointed. So, so the next one is The Politician, which I only saw the first episode. And I'm not a big fan of Ryan Murphy, so I think that affects how I view the show. But yeah, I saw the first episode, and it was just. Very white. <laughs> and Ben Platt. Gabriella. <laughs> so I, just, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was also looking forward to seeing this show. <laughs> yeah, it just feels. I, I was just disgusted. That's the word. I just remember saying using that word specifically. It was just very disgusting because I know that he's trying to do a criticism of politics and everything and like the privilege of these people and how some people get away with things and everything. But I just felt disgusted because it, there were, there's no consequence to these people, at least in the first episode. I'm, I know that I can't speak to the show as a whole because I have not seen the entirety of it, but it's definitely just not for me. And I, there are so many other things that I could be watching and I'd rather support other people like, creators of color criticizing this these things from the perspective of people that are actually oppressed than watching all these rich kids whine about their problems so the next one is um 365 which i'm pretty sure (laughs) (laughs) it's not it's not surprising Oh my god. Um, all I'm gonna say is that I can't believe that there are people that unironically like this film. The key word for that movie I've heard is consent though. Yeah, that was my review. Consent. Yeah, lack of consent, man. That was that oh, that was 
Yeah. No. It's, yeah. Again, like almost famous. Like consent is important, kids. Like you're at film posers. Like consent or get the heck out of here. Exactly. Consent. Amen. So yeah, three sixty five was just trash. <laughs> like a it dumpster is. fire inside a dumpster fire set off on a spaceship and it all explodes. <laughs> so I don't even know how to prepare people emotionally for this final worst of the worst. So I'm just gonna say it. Desperados on Netflix. Oh. Do any of you know what Desperados is about? I saw the trailer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, I so know. Logline. A panicked young woman and her two best friends fly to Mexico to delete a ranting email she sent to her new boyfriend. On arrival, they run into her former boo, (laughs) who soon gets caught up in their frantic scheme. (sighs) So basically, my whole thing with this film is that I don't like Mexico being used as the butt of a joke. Um, I know that the main actress is... A person of color, but this film just read as white people problems with whininess and um yeah, it was nice to see a reunion from the cat like the two characters like ah, the two actors from New Girl. That was exciting, but her- the protagonist is just there's oh my god, there are jokes about she basically gets sexually assaulted by a dolphin and we see the dolphin's genitalia. Ooh. Um, yeah. Uh, uh. Um, and by the end of it, this, uh. this woman is just, she's horrible. There are no redeeming qualities. And when her friends stop talking to her, because in, in every moment of like a rom-com kind of film, the friends have to be mad so that the protagonist can realize they're in the wrong I'm like, please don't forgive her. And of course I forgive her. I'm like, no. There, there's just nothing to root for. It's just bad. It's just bad. I didn't even give it like, no. It's just bad. So you're telling me I also have to delete this one from my, my Netflix watch list? You will not gain anything from watching this film. Except maybe a headache. Especially a headache. I just, like, the fact that I, I remember there was this, like, the, just read the the letterbox reviews for this film, and that's enough. There was one person that was like, to think that a person had to spend so much time sitting in a chair to CGI a dolphin's genitalia. Damn. That says enough. Moving on. All right, so Anna, what are some of your worst of this year, excluding not cool? <laughs> okay, so I think I already talked about this film in one of our episodes that it were like what we watched in April. So it's called Iron Sky. Again, if you guys want to see Hitler <laughs> riding a dinosaur in space, go for it. <laughs> It's a interesting experience to see. <laughs> um, the other movie I think I'm gonna talk about the first one is Kissing oh. Booth. I saw it this year for the first time. I am so it's... sorry. <sighs> I was obligated to watch this. Okay, <laughs> first of all, <sighs> I should have said no. Okay, at least I didn't what? watch it alone. You should have said no, Anna. <laughs> I was this, this it was horrible, okay? Yeah. I couldn't even explain like why why is this girl making some decisions here? Like why is this guy every 10 minutes he's taking his turn off and we have 30-year-olds playing 25 like 17-year-olds and because they need a new Noah Centineo. Yeah. It's true that. 
And the thing is, he's good in Euphoria, yeah. but uh, he's really bad Pretty in here. Much. Rent was due until Euphoria Season 2 can start filming. <laughs> and there's gonna be a third one! <laughs> it is... And the way they transitioned for a third one, it was so stupid. But I think I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave Gabriela <laughs> to the rant <laughs> about it. I got so triggered <laughs> as to why. <laughs> why will you do that? For yeah. those that watched the second one. Why? <laughs> you don't do that to me, like... Don't be man. sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, I can't believe I you've Radio never Rebel seen that movie. I haven't. <laughs> you, I you haven't. One, you've never seen it either. Okay. No, I just know the clip of her doing that. Oh my god. Yeah, so I was like, I watched clips. I never watched the full movie. So when the meme exploded, where her like doing the weird like face and like that's what I know in the back of my ear thing. I was like, okay, let's like let's give this a watch. The thing is, I did I watched it with a group of people. I will not watch this alone. This is a specific scene that, and I quote, she goes to the, like, the roof of the radio station and she screams, I'm afraid to show people the real me. But there is a very classic zoom, like, a really really fast zoom to her face as to why, why will you do that? Kids deserve cinema. This is Are not these the cinema. same friends that maybe okay. sit through the kissing booth? Anna, they're not your friends. Anna, you need to get yes. new friends. <laughs> you need to stop doing these watch at the same time how bad it is. And the thing is, when it came out, I remember when this movie came out, there was a hype for it. Everybody was like, oh my god, Radio Rebel. I mean, there was a time like, okay. that the Disney Channel movies were, you know, a rite of passage. But there was a time when there were also poetic cinema. Yeah. Radio Rebel. Is not one of them. No, I I think that was the last one I saw. Another horrible movie and I watched with my group of friends. <laughs> Don't mess with the soul hunt. Anna, you okay? need friends. What kind of shit was that? <laughs> What kind of shit show yeah. the Sandman put me through, okay? He gives me a cut gems. The That's why people are so hesitant to watch the cut gems. Yeah. No. The philosophy, also, the track record. He also gave Anna punch drunk love. Exactly. One of my favorite PTA movies. And look at that. He gives me the mess with the Sohan. He also I gave us I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. To be fair. Oh, which is also atrocious. True. I have that paycheck. Okay, but <laughs> okay, my she... rents are due. I'm afraid a- because a- the a- Academy a- didn't nominate him for uncut gems. That now he's just gonna revisit some of these films and make sequels. And he generally said that. He said if I don't have an award, I'm gonna make six movies. And look what he did. He um, signed as contracts long as we don't get, with Netflix. You don't mess with Zohan again. We're fine. Even though we might. <laughs> the amount of racist <laughs> yes. xenophobic jokes in this movie. I'm amazed. God. <laughs> I think that's it <laughs> on the three of my list because I was like, because like the other bad movie I saw is Kissing Boot 2, but yeah. Gary and I wasn't going to talk about that. <laughs> okay. So, um, I'm not going to start with Kissing Booth 2. I'm going to mention others and I will end with Kissing Booth 2. So, basically, the first movie one of the first movies that I saw this year, and I think the title was a sign of everything that was going to go wrong this year. 
And that movie was A Fall from Grace by Tyler Perry. Oh, gosh. I think there was another warning sign. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but Tyler Perry said that this movie was basically made in three days. And, and you can tell. <laughs> oh, right. I know what you're talking about. And you can tell. Like, totally. This movie was made in three days and no one bothered to read the script and be like, hey, this is incorrect. And they just basically shot it and released it and it's it is so bad. Like, I'm not a lawyer. I do not study law. Uh, but I know about the justice system. And I know how it's supposed to work, right? Well, apparently they don't. Because <laughs> basically this whole trial that they had this woman on, they had no grounds on why she was on trial. Like, there was just no way she could be on trial for that like there was just no way based on so she's on trial but why on what charges is she on trial why was she arrested how like you know it's just it doesn't make any sense (laughs) and yeah there's just a lot wrong with this movie i'm not gonna talk all about it but yeah it's horrible and it was basically a sign of how wrong 2020 was gonna go because 2020 has indeed been a fall fall from grace. (laughs) Moving on. This movie, it's called The Wedding Year. It's on Amazon Prime. And I hated it so much. Like, I I used to like Sarah Hyland. I used to like her, but I saw this movie and I just... I have lost all respect (laughs) towards her. It was so irritating. This movie was so irritating. It just... Like... It was just bad. Like, imagine that annoying person that's always at the weddings and just shows up to criticize the wedding and talk about how much... Like, just how much he wants to get married. And then the poor boyfriend that's there being dragged around and you can tell she keeps pushing him. To propose. That's basically the whole movie. Because she gets, they get invited to like 14 weddings in one year. That's the entire movie. And it's just... Ugh. I had to take a shower after watching that movie because it was so bad. <laughs> Anyways. Moving on to 365. The same one that Josie mentioned. We saw it together. <laughs> Yeah, and before anyone says anything, it's not weird. It actually makes it more amusing because you're not suffering by yourself. And we were just making jokes and immediately making memes out of the film. And that's how we got out of the film in one piece. Yeah, because honestly, I feel like it's a horrible movie. It is so bad. But I had fun because I was watching with Josie and I could see her reaction towards it. And that just made it funnier. Like, I didn't feel alone. And you shouldn't suffer through this movie alone. No, and honestly. It's horrible. I, get, I can't believe they actually made Christian Grey look like a Disney prince. <laughs> and again, Jesus, the what fact the fuck that... goes on? <laughs> and just the fact that people, again, unironically, some people like it. And, like, the thing is that I remember saying, like, oh, but the guy is hot. And I was, like, I looked at him and I was, like, he's fine looking, but Santiago Cabrera exists. Like, <laughs> that guy, he's okay. He's average. Like, I feel like there's, like, better looking people out there. I don't know. It was just so bad. And I can't believe they're making, like, it's a trilogy, right? It's a what? Yeah, it's a trilogy. trilogy. There are three books. We do not know what third movie will be made, if I'm not, if I'm correct. But they are making the sequel. They're probably going to make the third one as well. Yeah. Honestly, the 
like 365 made 50 shades of gray look like a cinematic masterpiece honestly honestly what's the second one gonna be called leap year leap year is not that bad no 365 leap year (laughs) no um Just... Siempre. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. There, I watched this movie. It came out last year. It's a Netflix original. And I saw it because a friend of mine said, and I quote, Oh, this is the great value version of John Wick. And I was like, Okay, this is going to go very wrong, but sure, I have nothing else going on. Let's check it out. It's called Polar. And the thing is that if, oh. you know me, you know, I have a history with Matt Michelson, and he is the star of this movie. And I just think that, you know, the Hannibal checks had run low. He was, he was taking a break of making Danish movies because I, it is so bad. <laughs> Because I kept hoping that, you know, it was going to pick up because I thought that the plot was, you know, pretty decent. Like, he plays an assassin and he's going to retire. And then basically the company that he belongs to is, like, they don't want to give him, like, his pension. So they send the other assassins to kill him. (laughs) So, you know, I I think, you know, maybe it will, but it's so violent it is so violent like just so violent and so misogynistic and horrible acting horrible acting from everyone well Matt doesn't even talk that much in that movie but he doesn't even talk a lot and you know Vanessa Hudgens for some reason is there She's just there. She suddenly appears and it's like, oh my god, what is she doing in this movie? And then he kills a dog. And I was just like, Matt, we are having some issues here. Like, I draw the line at this. Um, yeah, it, it was horrible. Don't recommend. Like, there were some action scenes that you could say that were pretty cool. One, there was one involving lasers. That was kind of decent. But it's horrible. It's at all. Just if you want to watch Matt Michelson, just go watch Hannibal. Or, you know, if you want to see him in an action role, go watch Creation of Solace. He plays the villain there. Anyways. So, finally, we're going to get to The Kissing Booth 2. So, I hate it. The first movie. So, I have no idea why I watched the second one. I literally have no idea why I watched it. I just saw that it had it was released, and I was like, "Okay, and then I saw that it was two hours and fourteen minutes long. What it's two hours it didn't and have a reason to be that long. long like not. 365 isn't even that long. I'm just... Oh my god. And also, the thing is that, obviously, you have, like, the guy from the first movie, that's her boyfriend, and then, obviously, you have to introduce a new love interest, because, of course, and I spent the entire movie thinking that those two were the same guy, because they look exactly alike. And I was just so confused. I was like, why is why is he there? Isn't he supposed to be in Boston? And I was like and I spent like ten minutes like an idiot thinking that it was the same guy. But they're two different people. <sighs> well, Anna, you saw it. You know what it what it was like. It's just I, I, felt, felt, I thought it felt like four <laughs> hours long. And she gets into Harvard and Berkeley. Which, if you don't know what Harvard and Berkeley are, basically Harvard is, like, the top-ranked university in the United States, and Berkeley is the top-ranked 
public university of the United States. And they're, they have like a less than 10% acceptance rate. But and the thing is, other than like, okay, she said, oh, it's a promise to a friend. The other thing is because Which... her mom went to Berkeley. So you're telling me that, yeah. okay, it's kind of understandable. But you're telling me, you know what? I'm a, I want to go I mean, to Harvard. Like, Listen, <laughs> out of she, all she the universities, not... like it would have made more sense if she would have been like, huh, I want to go to USC, which also has a 10% <laughs> acceptance rate. But Harvard... Listen, that girl is not Elle Woods. Only and like, Elle Woods. And I just, like, the fact that there was also this, this scene that really bothered me a lot, and I don't see enough people talking about it, and it's basically that she's in school, and like, her boyfriend keeps texting her that he wants to talk to her, that he needs to talk to her, and why, if, why is she ignoring him? And I'm like, dude, you're in Harvard. You do know the existence of time zones, right? Because if it's like, well, there's like a three-hour difference on the East Coast and the West Coast. And like, he kept he kept bugging her. And, and it's like, dude, you do know that time zones exist and that she's in class, right? And then he calls her school and make, and says that, she, that he's her dad so that she gets called into the office to talk to him and then when she talks to him he's like why are you answering my calls and it's like dude she's in class are you an idiot and I was just very annoyed and there's that one scene of her introduce of him introducing a girl to the girlfriend and yeah. he like kiss that's what I've seen oh, on God. Twitter yeah and he like kisses her in front of her and I'm that, the, the behavior, it's just the thing, the behavior that he has with his yeah. so-called friend. No. That is not friendship. You that, is friendship. friendship. that is that a friendship. That is a friendship. It's friends with benefits. Exactly. And also, like, the whole earring thing, because, like, she gets upset because she goes to visit him at Harvard, and she finds an, an earring under his bed, and the earring turns out to be his friend's, and she confronts him about it, and the girl is there, and she doesn't say anything. Like she doesn't even try. Like neither of them try to even lie <laughs> and tell her, "No, like it's not mine," or "I don't know, it must have fallen." You know, they didn't even try. And then, you know, this girl can see that she's mad at the boyfriend, and you know, and then at the end when. He's dropping his friend off at the airport. She's like, oh, yeah, like, my earring was there because while you were at a football game, I fell asleep in your, in your place and, and, I, and it must have fallen out. Like, why didn't you say that when she confronted him about the earring? Also, I, don't I, love under, I don't understand. I, I'm still not over how that movie's two hours and 14 minutes long. It's two hours and 14 minutes long. Okay, but the Taylor Swift Reputation Stadium Tour that is also on Netflix is 10 minutes shorter <laughs> and, like, 10 times better, most likely. Basically, she they, they graduate high school. And then when her friend asks, hey, did you hear back from Harvard, from Harvard or Berkeley yet? And she said, oh, I've been waitlisted at both of them. And it's like, we, we know it's a lie. We know it's a lie. And yeah, she ended up getting into both Harvard and Berkeley. So now she has to decide if she's going to stay in Berkeley with, and go to, in California and go to college with her best friend. Or if she's going to go to Harvard with her boyfriend. And they'll probably end up breaking out in the first semester. And that is the sequel. The third, that's going to be the third one. I'll make the decision for her and save her two hours. Dump the guy. Yeah. Have you seen this? She should have stayed with like 30 minutes <laughs> Which one? from the movie. And just the, the Kissing Booth duology that is going no. to be a trilogy. No, okay, exactly. I, no, I've only seen the Alex Myers videos. Um, If nobody, if like, just in case, Alex Myers is this YouTube channel. He sometimes like um gives you, like he watches films and TV shows with you. And just make some comments on them, and it's very yeah. scary. And that's the only way I've seen the kissing booth. I've seen both of his uh, videos where he talks about kissing booth, the first one and the second one. And that's all I know, and that's all I need to know. 
I think these were books it's too. Horrible. It no, was uh, yeah, there we go. Like after. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just like. And thank you, Gabriela. We hope you've had a great time listening to our worst films. <laughs> and please don't watch them. Please don't watch please them. Please don't. And save yourself. Save Instead, yourself. might I say, watch Spirited Away for a palate cleanser. <laughs> oh, well, if you would like to keep up with our reviews or what we watch regularly, you can follow us on our personal Letterboxd accounts. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our Twitter account, our Instagram account, and our new YouTube account where we have posted our very first interview with the direct co-directors and the producer of Mucho Mucho Amor. We'd like to thank you again for listening, and we would like to remind you all that we are all film posers. Bye. 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 Bye.